my favorite beer to drink is Stella. Favorite album and artist is Chaos, Joyful Rebellion. And uh, my favorite food to cook is Churrasco. the podcast we are back i am old head ed this is the podcast where we discuss beer music and food i always take somebody along with me for the ride while we talk these things talk these topics but before i introduce you to my next guest uh welcome to december and we're only about a week and a half out from the major major event that's going to go down december 13th all right the wvcc twitch live stream Straight from Technique Records, it's Kendall versus Hialeah. Y'all, y'all have heard the freestyles, y'all have heard the, the, the back and forth, y'all have witnessed it, and uh, it's getting thick, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, whoever you repping, whether it's Kendall or Hialeah, make sure you tune in December 13th at 6.30pm, SFMG, WVCC, WDDH, Shouts to Human Sushi, and that brings me back to what I'm supposed to do at this point. Today's guest, musician, artist... I would say someone that um, if you wanted to feel something, you'd have to unearth the heart of the art. And I'm talking about none other than Rock Soul. Yo, yo. What's going on, my man? I'm doing good, man. I, I, yo, appreciate you making the time to sitting down and do this. Um, like I said, Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, uh, we get to sit down with the guests, we talk to the guests, we get to know them. And then later on, we do some, uh, we do some uh, exper- social experimenting, mm-hmm. sample some beers, talk music, and then definitely talk foods and wrap it up. Where do we start? All right. Music and art. There's a lot. You got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Let me, let me give the, uh, the listener a little backstory. I think the first time I encountered you was the What They Do album release party at the spot in Wynwood. It was January, maybe, what, two years ago? About, yeah. About two years, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you performed out there. And then uh, shortly after that, following you on IG, I started seeing the art. I didn't. I was. I would see Spaz with his hat on all the time. <laughs> yes. Shouts to Spaz, Bruce Beast and his alumni. What they do. And uh, I would see Spaz with his hat on. And it wasn't until I started following you on IG, I was like, Oh, that dot. And I started connecting the dots. Official. Yeah. yeah. So um, then, flash forward to maybe. Yes, right before Super Bowl weekend. That weekend, West Side Gun comes to town. Big event, you and Serum on stage producing the art. Yeah. So my, I guess what leading me to my question is, what came first? Was it the music or the art? The music. Okay. The music came first because I was listening to a lot of old school hip-hop back like in middle school. And uh, it started off with like what on that West Side Gun. It started off with like West Side Connection. Really? Yeah. Okay. I listened to West Side Connection, 50, <laughs> Nelly, and then Gangstar. My dad made me a little mixtape. What? Back in the LimeWire days. Shouts to Pops. So he made me his mixtape, and I was like, but I I got really close to what uh, Guru was talking about. Because mm. Guru made this song 
talking about New York and Brooklyn, and I just, I like the way he kind of mapped out stories. Yeah. And then I obviously got into listening to Nas and all the other, you know, underground genres yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I got into high school, then I got into graph. So, 07, I graduated. College, started skipping school, mm. bombing, graffiti, hand styles, catch and rag, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That was the, my perception of life at the, at the current moment. It's just, okay. like, because hip-hop and graph, they they're both can coexist together, mm -hmm. but sometimes they're separate because there's some people that like rock and are into graph and they don't yeah. even like hip hop, you yeah. know. So it was a whole different world. I got into it because it was dope. I was like, this is so sick. Mm. But once I got into the scene, the Miami scene, it was very very cutthroat. Yeah. So. Okay, so that brings me to my next question, which would be, um, and it applies to both, whether it's making music or or, or painting or putting up pieces on the wall. Um, The moment that you decided to go from maybe writing a rhyme down to saying, okay, I feel comfortable enough sharing this with somebody. And also, the moment that you went, All right, I'm sketching something on a book, and I think this will look good somewhere. It took time. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. I think in any element of hip-hop, um, one thing I like about it is, is like you do have to prove who you are. But the people who are going to accept you are not going to make it easy for you. They're going to be like, you know what? You're a toy. You're mm. trash. You're this, that, and third. And you need to work on your shit. And then gradually, if you really do care about it and you love it, you will, you know, prove those naysayers wrong and stuff mm. like that. So that's how it is almost for, like, every element of the actual culture. Yeah. Or anything in fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are, no, no one's going to give you a handout and tell you, like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to do these letters. Yeah. How to do this film. I'm gonna teach you how to get in the cipher real quick. I'm gonna do it for free because I'm because that's not how my at least that's not how the Miami scene was. Miami scene is very like <laughs> yeah. now we're a little bit more open minded, but yeah. like I saw the ciphers. I know. I mean, you know, guys know how it is. It's crazy. No, the next dude was too busy trying to make his own impression. Yeah, that he wasn't focused on whether. I mean, you know, and not to say that there wasn't cast that would kind of like put somebody under their wing and yes. be like, but if it if it wasn't somebody close to you. Or somebody you came up with, and you stepped in to kind of like you know, yeah. you know, uh, how do you say? How was that term that they say? Um, uh, cut your teeth. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? If you weren't, if you weren't ready, prepared to do that, and you were doing it on your own, it's like they, some, they were real quick. Not only would they tell you, but they would put it in rhyme form, yeah. and they would make sure that everybody else around you, oh yeah, was aware that you weren't doing anything good. Yeah, yeah, it's very tactical, and yeah. you have to like the. You have to have like serious like comebacks and rebuttals to everything that someone is saying to you. The saying it applies to writing, to breaking, and to DJing. Mm. Like every, you have to understand that. I mean, there's a lot of people that are undefeated, supposedly, you mm -hmm. know. But people take L's. They're just very private about it. And so yeah. It's it's all about how you maneuver, how you do stuff, and also how you come across. Yeah. People see that and they're like, you know what? I do want to teach this guy something. I didn't. I just didn't stop. It was something that I was like, you know what? That's dope. But That's not enough, that's not good enough for you trying to get in the scene. Just because you think something is dope doesn't mean I'm going to make it easy for you or anybody else. And yeah. that is what hip-hop was like. Mm. That's why if people from different cultures and ethnicities are able to come together. and Because and, you gotta be got to have thick skin and you got to be able to have like that willpower to fucking get better. Yeah. Yeah, someone who would easily become um, deterred or... or uh Uh, find uh, somebody who doesn't have the strong will to push past the cri the criticism, yeah. or or you know the harsh criticism, or the or the or the, even the constructive criticism. Some people can't even handle that. Yeah, 
and and then they'll they'll walk away. So it's kind of like you're thinning out the herd. You're definitely yeah. thinning out the herd. Yeah, there's a, a oversaturation in, in mediocrity right now. Mm. There's a lot of people that are. There's a lot of everything. There's a lot of people doing art. A lot of people doing music. A lot of people who edit videos. And it's like, what separates you from everybody else? Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's your creativity, how different you are, and how you hold yourself as a fucking person. That's you know why people like Nas and stuff like that is because the motherfucker came at a time where it was unique. Yeah, people were rapping like a certain way, and then this motherfucker comes out. He's like, I'm gonna do it this way, mm. and and then that became the thing that inspired people. Yeah, it's about change. It's true, and and that's so true because there's so much, there's so much technology. The technology nowadays helps so much. They do it does most of the work. Yes. So you can't just if you're if you're if you're an artist that's worth your salt, you have to um, realize that most of the work is being done on the technical aspect. You have to double up on that. Yep. So it's it's like where normally you'd have to carry a crate of records to go spin. You don't do that anymore. But then you have to do something else that makes you even better than the next person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was a bad analogy because carrying crates typically... No. Typically, it, but it, innovation shouldn't make you comfortable. There you go. There you if go. you get comfortable because of something and then it changes, mm. you have to adapt and you have to pivot. And yep. look what's happening now with the world. Yeah. With yeah. COVID and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to apply that same logic to being an artist to painting. Yeah. When I, I paint a mural and sometimes I have the materials and sometimes the materials don't work with me. The cans get clogged. Mm. The wall has a rough texture. It's mm. messing up my brushes. Yeah. You know, but it's like you got to work with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to work with what you got. The same way if you're going to go to a studio and you have a, a very bare bones beat and you're with the producer and you're like, look, you know, let's break this down. It is, it's not much, but let's add this and this. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah, work away you got. It's true. Some people have a lot, and guess what? They, don't do they shit. still don't put it out. Yeah, they don't do shit. Yeah. It's a comfort thing. Yeah. It's a comfort thing. And I and that's another thing that I think um puts us in a situation where we're at, like you determined that there's a lot you like you said earlier, there's a lot of me- mediocrity. Is the fact that back then, even as to when you were coming up, things weren't quite so easy. So that you know that if someone was gonna invest time in you or if you were going to invest time and money in yourself it couldn't be something whack like yeah. you wanted a return on that and you had to you had to kind of come to the realization that it's like yo it's it's I got to walk to the studio I got to catch the bus to the studio so when I get there I got to make the most of my time as opposed to now I'm like most people are like oh well I'm just going to go on my laptop and then I feel like saying this and then I'll put it on there and I think I'm done exactly it's like yeah. it's it's it doesn't it's not the same in the sense that the it's not when you're when you're when you have to put that much more into it, you get more out of it. I guess I'd say. Yeah, no, it's a numbers game. Mm. It's a, it's a, and the and the reason why I say that is like some people just get it and they're naturals and they have that talent. Yeah. Whether it's writing, recording music, or art or whatever, and sometimes it just for some people it takes time, you know. But the thing is, people see sometimes what I do and they're like, "Wow, it's amazing," you know, and they'll be like, "Oh, how long?" Have how long have you been working on this piece? I tell them, oh, it's been ten years. There's a new piece I just made it today. Yeah. But they don't get it. Like when I tell them, like, oh, it took me ten years to, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because people like uh, what it is is that people, not that they're ignorant, but they like to downplay value based on the amount of work want, you put into it, or comparing you to somebody else. And the thing is, is like it, it boils down to like you know why people buy art? It's because 
it's not a money thing. It's a it's a person thing. Like, like you can buy it because like the motherfucker's talented. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you get to know the person, you get this thing. You like, damn, I see why he does his art like that. Mm-hmm. Now that shit makes even more sense. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same thing with music. If you like, well, for example, chaos. Like that guy he sings, raps, produces, does all this stuff. Yeah. But I didn't know it was one person. When I found, like, I was like, oh, this is a group. This is dope. But then I started finding out it was just one dude doing all this shit. I was like, oh, this multi-talented. Yeah. A lot of the artists that I look up to are very, like, multi... They're, like, multi-dimensional, multi-talented. They could write, record, produce. Play instruments. They could do interviews yeah. like this. They could think... They're, they're, there's, there's so many levels to the playing field. There's so many positions that you can play. Yeah. Don't box yourself into, like, one thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So... Ten, so ten years. It's funny you bring up the uh, the length that it takes. Oh, to do a it was way more than that, though. It, no, yeah. yeah, but it it goes to say something about that. I think a lot of times people might devalue something because you're like, oh no, I whipped it up the other night, but they're not taking into consideration that 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 piece didn't happen in ten years, but all your what you've picked up within the last ten years, what you're seeing is a culmination of practice. Of you know perfecting of mastering and then now this is what you got. It's kind of like that whole you know it takes ten years to be overnight success. Yeah. You know um and or or like people people in the trade a lot of times people who are like if you hire a plumber he'll come in and if it's if it's a matter of just like flushing out a line yeah. and then he'll he'll put he'll write you up a bill and you'll be like yo two hundred and thirty dollars yeah like yo all you did was put your vacuum to the to the yeah. sink. And it's, you're not paying for the actual action; it's for what that person knows. Yeah, exactly. But it, it doesn't get seen like that because you're just working, you're just looking at that. The, you're focusing on what that the action he just took, yeah. as opposed as to what the knowledge he brought to the table, which is what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. People don't understand the co- the cost of labor or the cost of materials. Mm, yep. Everything. The the thing is, is that everything that we have happening around us isn't free. Even our ideas, our ideas, yeah, we have intellectual property, but it's like it comes at a cost, and people have to show. People need to have a little bit, be a little bit more open-minded and show a little bit more empathy to see how things work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And that's how that's how operations, businesses, uh, throwing an event or some shit. That's how they they run smoothly is because there's some guy in the back watching how everything goes, and yeah. he's like, "Yo, try this, try that," and they make like um. Not constructive criticism. They make suggestions. Yeah. I think maybe you could do it like that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. A lot of people they'll see a plumber and they're like, "Oh, he just did this part. Like, well, this part cost three hundred bucks." Yeah. And I was here already for three hours. Yeah. And I charged fifty an hour, so I'm actually kind of giving you a deal. Yeah. When you break it into those contexts, then they're like, "Oh shit, okay, I get it." Yeah. Or, or also, you you never account for the person behind it and I'm sure there's one at every situation like an event or whatnot the one person that runs around going oh we gotta do this we gotta do that and then coming up with every little thing that might go wrong mm-hmm. and presenting it in order for that to go smooth or to yeah. avoid that from happening in the finished product it's like nobody accounts for that person that's yeah. like like the, the, which normally would be like yo just chill relax no that person's job is to be back and forth and, and make sure all the uh, T's are crossed and the I's are dotted you yeah. know what I'm saying I had to do that because I stressed out a lot throwing events or doing solo gallery shows okay and everything's about time and preparation 
Yeah. Your success is determined by the time you put in and the preparation. It has nothing to do with you. Like you could be nice and kind to people, but it's like if you're trying to control a situation, you need to know that there's certain aspects that are gonna fail, mm. and there's certain actions that are gonna succeed and be successful. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with being ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- preparing and preparing everybody, dog. Yeah. To be on the same page, and then also, I imagine that'll in turn. Make sure that your time or the time that they've given you to to make something happen, you meet it, and then they furthermore go, bro, my man did, he did a hell of a job. You know, we gave him this amount of time, or whether it was a gallery event or whatever. If you're on top of it and you're considerate of the fact that they have a certain time frame and you prepare and time things ahead, then you fall right into it and they're like, yeah, let's step. People don't do that anymore. What they, no. what they do is they uh, they get an opportunity. And they think that the opportunity is easy because it's free. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird because even for me, like I have ADD. But I, like when I talk to my fiance or I talk to anybody, it's like when you walk into the room, read the energy and read the vibe. Mm-hmm. Don't just come in and try to take over yeah. with your persona, yeah. who you are. You're yeah. thinking that you're right or you're wrong or whatever. Yeah. Like read the, the situation. Yeah. I feel like if we were to do that more as human beings, like, it would be chill. Yeah. Like, very, very chill. Nobody does that. Everybody comes no. in with an attitude, too. <laughs> and a bad vibe. Yeah. You never come into a place you're gonna, you're already upset. Sometimes I gotta be like, you know what? I'm not even gonna go into this room right now because something's bothering me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill for a second. Nobody yeah. does that. Sometimes people walk in, they're looking at artwork and they're pissed. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How can you be upset? <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, yeah, or they're walking in a club. There's a bunch of beautiful women around them. They're upset. I'm like, yeah. Oh, there's nothing you can tell them to, no, to be happy. No, no. And I think that, I mean, who knows, man? That a lot of time, that that's very telling of the person because it's like, like you said, yeah, maybe you're not ready to be here. Maybe this is not the space for you right now, and it's quite okay. But you, you can't tell somebody like they have to come up with that on their own yeah. in order for them to exp- accept the fact that it's like they walk up to a place and it's just not right, and then yeah. they wanna, they wanna kind of infuse their energy, like they wanna do the cannonball in the pool where everybody's just chilling. Oh <laughs> yeah, stand out. <laughs> yeah, stand out. Yeah. yeah. I, when I when I started with all this, it was just like it came out of love and enthusiasm, you know. And now that you know, I make money off it, or you know. I do it like creatively it's it's more of like there's purpose mm. you know what I'm saying yeah. now it's because it, it went from being fun to now like per- I feel like what I do and what I create is going to resonate t- years and times yeah. from now you know what I'm saying yeah. which is a weird thing to be responsible for but that's the reason why I've been doing it like full throttle got you got you that's dope that's dope um I'm sure people can find your stuff. Where can they find your stuff? Where can they purchase? Where they where can they come see to witness it? Okay, I got my uh, social media, which is Roxo Miami, R O C S O Miami. I also have the website. We're gonna set up a Shopify page on it with all of my uh, work on hats, jean jackets, kicks. You know, you can hire me out for murals, Dope. music as well. You'll see that all on the website. That's RoxoMiami.com, R O C. Uh, M-I-A-M-I uh, Miami.com And uh, yeah You can find me All that YouTube Facebook All the social media outlets Fresh Fresh My peoples We got to know Rock Soul uh, There's a lot more to go We gotta get into these beers We gotta get into this music And this food So y'all stay tuned It's Bruce Beats and Eats The podcast Oh real quick Before we get into it uh, Kendall or Hialeah Who you got <laughs> Y'all getting started already Kendall 
Candalians. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. And we have reached the bruise portion of the podcast. For those joining us for the first time, I still got Rock Soul with me. I am still O-Head Ed. And uh, what we do in this segment is uh, I pour four beers for my guests to sample, taste, give me their thoughts on them. While we do that, uh, we, we dig back in the X-Files of Styles and we'll, you know, we'll try to figure out where um, the first time the beer was, a beer was tasted by the guest. Uh, maybe what they're drinking nowadays, and before it's all said and done, we'll get a real quick one through four, their favorite to their least favorite of the group that I brought forth. Um, Rock Soul, beer drinker. Casually. Casual. All right. Our social casually. situations. Yes. All right. All Casually. Right. I appreciate you making the <laughs> direct. Just be direct. Yeah. Don't lie about it, motherfucker. <laughs> Just be real. I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, making this a casual and social situation enough where you you're willing to taste these beers. Yes. Um, so let's start with that first one. Like I said, all the way to the left. Mm-hmm. And that one is from Descent Craft Brewing. Okay. It's their annual pass holder. It's a sour... Okay. And uh, it clocks in at a 4.7% and is brewed in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, okay. Bam. Um, oh, a couple more glasses so I, you know, don't want to, I don't have you drink alone. Don't be uh, a loner. You now? All right. Yeah. You got two glasses. He's like, might as well, dog. It's a long time, dog. Y'all came all the way from far, far away land, Tamarack. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's like another galaxy. Bro. You said Tamarack? I was like, nah, bro. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> How do you, but wait, I appreciate what? you. <laughs> you know, as far, I used to work uh, in Davie, so I yeah. know how far that shit is, bro. I used to do. I used to work at a job called Saveology over there for sales. And uh, my dad lived in Davie Boulevard, and I would pass Atlantic. And my boy Moses, that uh, he used to be one of my band members, lived in Tamarack. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yo, it's a whole nother lifetime. It's a long wait. I know, and. I but it's like very it. chill. That area is super yeah. tranquilo. No, nice. for sure. Nice. For sure. It was. It was. A, it was mostly like fifty-five and older community for a while. Yeah. And then they opened it up. Um, but I, you know, you realize something's a length when um, it's all highway, and it still takes you about yeah. forty-five minutes to get there. We're like, yeah. damn, yo, it's, it's a trip. But but no, but they listen. Well worth it, man. We're here. We're gonna get to know about these beers. We're gonna get to know your opinion on these beers. So we're gonna start off with that first one. Like I said. Descent Craft Brewing, their annual pass holder. It's a sour. Go ahead and give that one a try. Let me know what you think. We'll get involved too. Amazing. And, uh, cheers. Yes. Cheers, 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 guys. We made it. Sure. We passed it. The final round. That's it. 2021. Here we go. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. I, I taste the pineapple. Gotcha. Okay. Which is displayed on the uh, on the can art. Yes. That's another thing we can, since we're you know we're dealing with an artist here. It'd be great to get their uh, opinion on the can art as well, you know. I like it. It has the Disney font, which is hilarious. Mm. It says annual, what's it, pass holder. Pass holder. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I like it. It's got a little cupcake, and it's got like a guy's face in the middle with an X over his mouth. Yeah. That means, okay, 16 Florida ounce. All right, cool. So. Yeah. Oh wait, there's more to it. Yeah, so you got uh, uh, okay. what resembles kind of like the Magic Kingdom, the castle in the background, 
the local the logo of the guy with the uh, the X over his mouth is is actually the lo- the logo of the brewery. Oh, there is vanilla. I did taste it now. Mm. That's crazy. Cause I'm like, what is what does that make out of this? It's good. It's smooth. Yeah. Have, I, you, have you ever messed with sours before? Um, I think I have. I just couldn't wouldn't be able to differentiate until the difference. But okay. this is actually pretty smooth for it being a sour. Yeah. I think it's because maybe the sweet. What do you guys think? The pineapple cuts the tart. It yeah. cuts the tart a little bit, right? So it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty smooth. It's definitely uh, doable. No, definitely. And it's surprisingly enough, it's it's on the lower end for a sour, coming in at a four point seven. Um, very smooth, actually. Yeah. I was thinking it's gonna be like. It was gonna hit you. It was gonna have like. Yeah, this, I was gonna like, this punch. Yeah. No, we got one. We got one for that. That's on the on the on I'm the far it. end. Gassetto, <laughs> hey, this is like the chicken wing show, dog. What <laughs> up, bro? It's a setup. It's like it gets gradually intense. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah. Shots to hot ones. Yo, that's trying to get me, guys. What's going on over here? Yo, hold on. I didn't sign a waiver. <laughs> Oh, I just house this and keep going. I'm gonna house. It's up to you, man. If, if listen, there's really no rules. If it's something that you just want to sip and then move on from, that's fine. If you want to finish it off, that's fine. There's plenty more in that can. If you want to revisit it um, through the rest of the interview, I like it. It's simple. Yo, excellent. Let's get into this next one. This next one here. Now, this one I'm gonna have to house mine because if I'm gonna pour myself some of that one this time because I haven't had that one. But anyway. This one's from the Mountain State Brewing Company. It's their Cold Trail. It's a blonde ale that comes in at a 5.5%, and it's out of West Virginia. Okay. Let me test it out right now. Here we go. Here we go. Follow your heart. There you go. Oh. It's definitely blonde, but it has, like, uh, something extra in it. Okay. Hmm. So it's the first time I'm trying it as well. <clears throat> Let's see if, if our combined knowledge might help us. Okay, yeah, it does have a different fragrance for a blonde ale. Yeah, there's something in there. Yeah, that's interesting. Kind of like pine? Not pine, but like... like a... There's a... <clears throat> nah, there's a... It has a, I want to say like a, I don't, see now, weed has given the term. Oh, yeah. It has given the term medicinal herb. Yeah. Like, a, like there's an herb. Right away, there's an herb in it, it, but I don't want to say an herb in it, like not weed related. There's kind of like. What's the a, word for it? It has a medicine taste to it. Hold on. There's a word for it. It's got, it's, it's not hash. Hold on. Hemp? No. Hemp. It's got a little hemp in it, yeah. dog. A little hemp in your step. It has a. There's something that tastes medicinal about it. I don't know if it's a... um, Should I be able to see, like, stars and shit right now? (laughs) Is there DMT in this? There is, isn't it? Because I'm seeing crazy-ass shit. We're going to record an album after this. (laughs) Yo, hold on, guys. Listen, let me tell you guys how the Matrix was created. First, you drank this beer, right? What's this shit called? The Cold Cold Trail. Trail Braun Ale. And then you start tripping out. Is that Jimi Hendrix? What's going on over here? No, it's it's, it's interesting. D- definitely got a little hemp in there. It has. What do you think? What's your take on it? 
I agree. It kind of got like a herbal taste to it. Right? I can't pinpoint. It's got it's got a property there that it's. I drank blonde like from blonde drafts from like Lincoln Brewery. Uh huh. And it wouldn't have anything like that. No, you know what I'm saying. Nah, this it's is a distinct. There's something distinct about it. Let's see. Let's revert to the uh, the labeling here. Let's break down it. the science. <laughs> What's the what description? Are we tasting right here? What are we doing? All right, balanced with generous doses of oats and wheat, oats light and, and body. Wheat? Okay. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't want to. I'm not sold on it's just the, the oats and wheat. There's something there, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to write somebody a strongly worded email. <laughs> this is, there's something in there, guys. This is it. He's like, yeah, leaves. What do you mean? What kind of leaves? Just leaves. Oh, maybe okay. It's, maybe it's the B- Bavarian Hallertal hops. Ah, that sounds. Ah, like, that explains that it. That sounds like it's something. Yes, like I don't something. Even know what the fuck I don't it know, is. but it sounds no like knows. something. If it wasn't something, they wouldn't put it on the yeah. label on the can. Yeah, Rock. So, um, early beer memories. The uh, the first beer you had, maybe the first beer you enjoyed. I remember when I turned twenty one. And I was at Vagabonds, and I had to enter a drinking contest. That was fucking extraordinary. Really? So I guess that's not really my first beer memory, but the one that I remember, you know? Okay, let's go with that. I'm sold. So, 21, with my friends, we're at fucking Vagabonds, and I entered a drinking contest. And it was two uh, tall boys. Mm, okay. The, um, what the fuck is the name for that shit? The 40s. The 40s. Two 40s to the head. Like, bro. So I drink them and then. Wait, did you sign a waiver for that? No waiver, dog. It's very savage. You know what I'm saying? Like, just. And I'm. Because they're like, alright, so I'm done with the first one. I'm like, alright, guys. They're like, oh, but you're not done with the contest. There's one more. You're in the. You just passed the first round. I drank the second one and I was done, dog. I woke up on the sidewalk. Do you remember I, what type of beer it was, though? It was uh, Old English. It was an OE? Was it an OE? No, yeah, it was an OE. It was an really? OE. Wow. Bro. And I just... <laughs> was it OD? Or was it a... Was it PBR? I don't think they had... It, I, I don't know if PBR comes in, in quarters no, or it, 40s. It was an OE. It might have been an OE. It was an OE, dog. And I was 21, and I woke <laughs> up on the sidewalk, and I was it. I was like, oh, I'm never going to get plastered again. <laughs> Because people do that for like like that's like their life. They just drink to get plastered. Yeah, I yeah. was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need to be in the sidewalk anymore. Nah. Had, did you ever? Did you have any OE after that, or was it that? Oh yeah, of like, course. Okay, Every okay. time I would go so pay zero, yeah. I'll have like an OE or whatever. You Got know? you. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Crazy yeah, times. Sometimes people, uh, that first beer, the one that does them dirty like that, they're like, yeah, I'll never go back to that. Yeah. But that wasn't the case this time around. You still. I like drinking just to feel like good, but mm-hmm. not to. Forget where I'm at, or to put anyone in fucking gotcha. in danger. You know? What I'm yeah, saying? yeah, no, for sure, for sure. This is amazing so far, but that shit definitely had a. Uh, it had a, a unique, distinct taste. There was something there that's not yeah. typically found in beers. I agree. I agree with you, 100. Uh, the third beer, this one here, is from Chihuahua. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's I... Chihuahua Cerveza, but uh, shouts to said seven. He calls it Chihuahua. Uh, Smell this shit. <laughs> You but mean, uh do you think it's good or not? What do you think? All right. Get the feline um opinion think? on it. He's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta rate to he's just gonna fuck it up. <laughs> it's, uh, so the third beer, uh Chihuahua Cerveza, this is their Rico. It's a log a Mexican style lager, and it clocks in at a six point five oh, and it's brewed in California. Okay. 
I have ADD. The gotcha. first one, how much did it have? 4.7. 5.5. 6.5. Hold on. <laughs> so, I didn't sign a waiver. I'm starting to realize what's happening over here. Wait, you guys hear that, right? I'm look at this. I have a fucking thing here. Listen. If I don't if I don't know who I am at the end of this interview, you'll know why. Ed is out to get me, guys. Unbelievable. From Mexico? From Mexico. Actually, it's a Mexican style lager, lager uh, brewed in California. Um, 6.5 is actually pretty good for a lager. I've had this one before. I'm actually, I'll actually pour myself some more of this because I like this one. Um, like it tastes, it, it, it's crazy because like no, it actually tastes very smooth. Mm-hmm. But it, you can't, it, you can't tell the difference between the percentage. Like it doesn't taste strong. Yeah, yeah. You know what they I'm saying? They do a good job of kind of combining a yeah. smooth drinking lager that would. That would kind of compare to a, a Modelo or whatnot, but it has I, that 6.5. I actually like this one. Okay. I actually like this one a lot because it's very smooth, and I'm pretty sure it gets the job done after a while. Oh, indeed. Indeed. And I like the font. I like the, the way it looks, like the the, okay. the literature on it. I like fonts like this. Yeah. That they're not necessarily... They kind of give you... They give you what it is right up front. Western Old English, but it's also very classy, too. Very like um, Great Gatsby type vibe. Okay. Which is kind of funny because it's like, it's very nice. It's very I like it. I like the black and the white with the gold trim in it. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. I like stuff. It gives like a that. level of sophistication. Yeah. Yeah. At a six point five percent. Well, guys, I'm still here and I'm still alive. See, that's two things we need because we got to get them at least to the eat segment. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my Uber Eats is outside. I told the driver leave the subway on top of the the Honda Civic. He's like, I got you. Really? Hopefully he did. Oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. he did. But that was his only instructions. Oh, they contactless service. That's it. That's it. Leave it on top of the Honda Civic. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, Hopefully he knows what the Honda Civic. That's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't, he's fine. But you said Uber Eats. Yeah, Uber Eats. They didn't ask you for like a license plate of the picture. I mean, picture of the license plate to determine. No. Oh damn. He's on his own. Uber, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, listen, the sandwich sitting on top of whatever car is out there belongs to you. Yep. <laughs> belongs to we you. got this. <laughs> this is beautiful. Okay, you're digging this one. Excellent. Actually, yeah. This is Front a runner. One. Front runner. What do you drink nowadays? Stella's. 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 Okay. Yeah, Stella's. I'm not even going to say Heineken or um, what's the other one? Corona? Corona, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, dog. They're gonna have to fucking switch the name, dog. I'm sorry, dog. It's bad. I'm sorry. From a branding perspective, the first thing that comes to mind is that you're like, God damn. Agreed. Dog. Agreed. Fuck, man. Totally Unbelievable. It's a tough one to bounce back from. It's hard, dog. That's hard. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're making sales. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, but that's still. why I, I think that's why a lot of spots have like uh, knocked the price down a bit. Yeah. So it's like it makes it enticing. Like, uh, don't worry about the name. It's cheap. I feel like it's or an attack it? because the last pandemic was called the Spanish flu. What beer have you ever drank called the Spanish fucking flu, guys? Wow. Yeah. It's an attack, yo. It's we gotta stand up for a Corona beer, homies, dog. Hold up. <laughs> this is an attack. <laughs> this is, this is definitely we need to be. We, we squatted up, yo. We gotta join forces and fight the tyranny that's happening right now. Yo. Whoever's in control of naming these things. Uh, you know, or having a, 
the 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 uh, pandemic's having a, a Hispanic influence. It's fucked up, man. That's horrible. It's fucked up, bro. Fucking First Hispanic flu, now Corona. What's yeah. next, bro? Damn, yeah, man. Like Cafe Colation, fucking <laughs> yeah. pandemic. What the fuck, bro? The pastelito pandemic. What the fuck? <laughs> Those shits are so good. <laughs> All right, this is good. This is yeah. good. Yeah, so this that's is good. That's I'm still incoherent right now. Yo, no, we still, yeah, we, we're still, I'm still here. We're gonna eat the sandwich just to make sure. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, no, no, we're, you're not leaving yet. We're gonna create an art piece together. Hold on. <laughs> we do an outline of you. This is just so fucking new. Hold on. The fourth beer. The fourth beer we're gonna get into. <laughs> it is from Rogue Ales. It is their Bat Squatch. Oh shit. Alright, this is a hazy IPA. You say Sasquatch or Back Squatch? Back Squatch. Yeah, no. no I'm going to go with Sasquatch because that's so heavy, dog. <laughs> I know that's just heavy. <laughs> you, you saw the effort. I see it. It's a Back Squatch. Oh, my God. No, actually, I like this one. No, hold you, on. noticed, you noticed the effort it took for me to pick up the can? Position. Yeah, it's got a it's got a weight and density to it. It's got some nice artwork. I like the font. It's a crazy ass bat with orange eyes. No, this is crazy. Hold on. Yeah. Dedicated to the legend. Oh fuck. Hold on. Hold Dedicated on. to the legend. <laughs> so now this one, it's a hazy IPA. <clears throat> Clocks in at a six point seven percent. Which is the top is the mountain Holy top. Holy shit, okay. Which is not it's not too drastic. We went from 6.5 to 6.7. It's nothing crazy. And it's brewed out of Oregon. And um, I've been drinking so much that I can really get my words out. <laughs> There's a lot of... Um, you, ha- you have a very Star Trek vibe going down. You're breaking it down. Like- <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I can't really get that. Captain Kirk Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> you just call me William Shatner. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So let's do this. Okay. The Bat Squatch. Right. Only if you dare rock, so let's get into this fourth let's do beer. It. Hold on, but I need everybody to start pouring your drinks already. Yes, no, we're going to make it if happen. We're, gonna go, if we're all going to suffer the same if fate. If the ship's going to go down, we all go down together <laughs> as a squad. That's it. This is yeah. u- unity. Equal rights. Here we go. Equal <laughs> yeah. drunk. Equal drunks. Oh. <laughs> no beer left behind. No beer left behind. Here we go. Yeah, it's, it's there. It's there. Okay. Okay. Strong, but it still has flavor. Um, what what's in it? Hold on, let's let's take a look at what's in it. Actually, hazy Indian. This is now, like a hazy IPA. It probably has a, a couple different hops in it. I don't know if it's like citrus, citra, or um, that's the only hop that comes to mind right now. <laughs> all I heard is all, all I heard. All I heard. Now he's hearing things. <laughs> All I see is the risk of birth defects, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> God. Well, are you pregnant? No. Okay, we're good. Then. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, all right. So we got. Uh, wait. Oh snap! It even tells you what it pairs with. All right. So uh, let me see. Like what it infuses with? No. What what you can eat with it that will enhance the experience. The experience. Yeah. So white cheddar. Uh, grilled salmon and uh, strawberry shortcake. What? what? <clears throat> and it's crazy. It's pretty dope because um, it has a five-point star that uh, that kind of at each point it has a different. Um, uh, how do you say? Uh, it describes the beer 
whether it's bitter, malt, tropical, citrus, or piney. And it lays mostly within the tropical and citrus area, so it's not so much piney or bitter because it's true for IPAs, the real heavy IPAs, you get that real piney taste on the back end. This one doesn't have it as much. <clears throat> and it's not so bitter. This is weird, but I probably wouldn't drink this right off the bat. But because I started drinking all the other ones, I build up to it. So now I'm like, I'm good. But if I drink this one first, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm going to be like, mm. it's a hard no for me, my guy. I'm sorry. I love it. I love the artwork. But this one still is the, the one I prefer. That That's pretty interesting, though. It, it, there is something to be said about the order it's drinking because... And I, I never considered that. I just didn't want you... I, didn't, I don't want my guests to get hit with a heavy ABV up front, yeah. you know? Especially when it's like... A, when you get to like a porter... If a porter or a stout is involved, which none of them are, but when I involve a porter or a stout, if you drink that first, you start to get that heavy feeling and it, and it kind of takes away the the desire to drink anything else after, so I would leave that at the end. But um, but that's a, that's a pretty interesting concept you just brought up that was not done by design. But the fact that, yes, that the first three kind of opened up. It's tolerable. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of people who don't drink beer, would, if they drink this shit, they'll be like, mm. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, nah. Yeah. But because of this, like the structure of it. Yeah. It might be because of the way you picked everything out, too. Because this one was smooth. This one was actually strong because it had that. Um, that, that indescript taste. That, that, yeah. Uh, and then the hemp taste, so it went from chill to strong, and then even though this is six percent or six something, yeah. it's still very smooth. Yeah. yeah. And then when you get to this one, obviously it does have a distinct taste, but we're already used to this one over here having a yeah. distinct taste, so it's like. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take credit and say that that was my design from the beginning. That Sorry, was, write that down. Awesome. What date? What's the date? Before Thanksgiving, it happened. Yeah, it was a Rock Souls house. <laughs> yeah. Before the world ended. <laughs> Yeah. We came with a scientific discovery for the breweries out there. This is how you should structureize the interviews from now on. Yes, pour your flights in this manner. No, for sure. Milo, Milo, Milo do you concur? Yes, motherfucker, he concurs. Milo, we gave, he gave us the thumbs up or the eyebrow up. <laughs> Rock <Right>. soul. <laughs> you see, he doesn't care anymore. You know what he's thinking about right now? He's like, any of these motherfuckers going to feed me? They're not <laughs> fucking. <laughs> If not, at least let me out. There's a sandwich on top of a car outside. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Shouts to Milo the cat. Yeah, Milo. Definitely. Because yeah, you guys are probably wondering, like, what the fuck are they talking about? That's like, right. are they seeing things? No, there's actually a cat here. There's a cat. Yes. Milo. Yes. The beers ain't hitting like that. But what we're going to hit on is... I'm hallucinating, so... The one, through <laughs> <laughs> the one through four, real quick, rock soul. I know you kind of hinted at it. Where, which one you kind of held in high favor, but let's let the people know. Uh, one through four, the first one being the best one, the, the fourth one being the least favorite. Um, damn. So, the, uh, how do you pronounce this one? The, the Chihuahua? The chi oh, shit. The Chihuahua is yeah. the first. Okay. Second is the annual passport. Okay. Uh, Pass holder from a descent, correct? Mm-hmm. Pass holder, yeah. yeah. Pass holder, yeah. And then I got, I kind of like the rogue, but that's because I built up to it. So I like the the bat squatch. Okay. On on third, and then the last one is the cold trail. Gotcha. Because even though it is a blonde ale, it just has like that distinctive taste that I'm like, it's not. Yeah, it, it definitely it 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 put me off of it too because I was like, and the yeah. fact that we couldn't come up with exactly, I couldn't remember what the taste is, but it has a very 
medicine-y taste. Yeah. Um, medicine, that's even, <clears throat> even more interesting. Yeah. I mean, as far as the way I, I, I perceived it, but um, damn, dope. Y'all heard it. Rock Soul. Drank the beers. Gave us the one through four. Super casual. Though. Maybe started hallucinating. Super. Is there a cat in the house? Super casual. <laughs> Super casual. That's going to be the t-shirt brand, guys. Super casual. Super casual. <laughs> I drink socially. <laughs> How's that song like super like super cali espriadocious? Oh, like super, cal- super casual espriadocious, okay? There you go. Put That's a breakdown. Shirt. That's it. Y'all know what it is. Bruce Beats and East the podcast. Unbelievable. Bruce Beats and East the podcast. Techno motherfuckers. We no. have reached <laughs> the beats portion. This is the portion of the episode or the podcast and the episode. Um, this is the portion of the podcast where uh, we get to know our guest musical taste, uh, what they grew up listening to, what they're listening to nowadays, what their playlist consists of. Apparently, it's a lot of techno. No, uh, <laughs> that was a lie, sir. <laughs> uh, Roxo still with us here, a musician in his own right, uh, an MC, an artist in his own right. So we'll definitely touch on on some of his music as well. Uh, but let's talk. Um, let's talk like uh, early musical influences. Wow. Uh, from like when I started writing and recording music. Yeah. Shit. Or maybe, or maybe what inspired uh, you to? Tribe, Wu Tang, Jedi Mind Tricks. Okay. Um, Immortal Technique, Atmosphere. I don't think it, they developed. I mean, I just like listening to them, but I yeah. felt like I just throughout the years I, w- I would create like my own style. Okay. Um, now it's you know Carday or Westside Gun. Or okay. I don't even do that much like listen to hip hop that much anymore. I listen mm. to more like funk, soul. I listen to a lot of stuff from like Tiny Desk. Uh, Tiny, dope. Like from NPR, so I listen dope to a series. lot of soulful singing, <clears throat> melodic. John Billion, I like his production. Okay. I like Timberland's production. I'm going, to, I'm going to write that down because so, I'm not familiar with John so Billion. John Billion, he signed to um, the same label that Logic signed to. But he produces a lot of pop music, but also a lot of like kind of Dilla type mm. vibe. Okay. He says the best. Like he says the best. His stuff is like a mix of Disney and Dilla. Mm. Wow. And so it's very like positive, but it also has like a nice like. Like that beat to it, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, he's super Records. creative. Capital? Yeah. Right, he was signed Capital. to Capital Records, but he's also signed. He was also signed to um, Visionary. Visionary Music. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So it was Logic and then John Bellion. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. And um, I just liked it because he did a lot of behind the scenes videos, mm. and he was also multi talented. Can sing, can rap. Same thing with Chaos. He can sing, can can rap. Um, I love Black Dot. I think Black Dot is, uh, he's a scientist. Yeah. He's, uh, like, he's one of those people that has been an MC for life, but because he's been incorporated with the band, it just, it's just something about being with a drummer and a bass player and a guitar player that I feel like it does take your pen to the next level. Mm. Because you can listen to a lot of production from producers, Yeah, but it's just, it's something about the time signatures. Okay, and it happening right then and there. Yeah. Also, he can fucking freestyle forever. So yeah. you can tell that motherfucker diaphragm that when he breathes. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't hear it yeah. when he's spitting. He can fucking he's a yeah. he's a he's a goon, basically. He can do whatever the fuck he wants in a cipher. He's, so yeah. when I see him I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not ever <laughs> <laughs> One love to him and all the other people. But what it's just for him in particular, it's he's non stop. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the producers Man, there's so many dude. There's a lot. Let's talk about some of the producers you work with. Miami Beatwave, okay. My boy Kid Fame, aka Riddell, Chai's, um, and just people from all over the world that I'll just contact on social media. I'm like, hey, I like your stuff. A- anchor on the beats. Um, a lot of it is, uh, some of it is boom bap. Okay. Some of it is experimental. I listen to a lot of music. I'm not mm-hmm. just like boom bap. I'll, I'll listen to Linkin Park. I'll listen to System of a Down. Gotcha. I listen to Neo. I don't give a fuck. I listen to Justin Bieber. I don't give a shit. I try to figure out what everyone's niche is mm. and try to incorporate it uh, so it's subconscious. It's not like obvious to someone what influences me. It's just like a, it's everything, you yeah. know? Bob Marley, police, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I guess my favorite producers, fuck, Rick Rubin. I mean, he's more like, he's not like a beat maker, but he's more like he's been so involved in like historical things yeah like Magna Carter that was not an accident that him being in there he wasn't just like sitting in a couch being like oh yeah that sounds good he's like yo do this do that do that yeah. did you guys know he did System of a Down albums no. he did also Linkin Park albums okay he did Run DMC there yeah Run DMC part and then most recently the Run the Jewels 4 <clears throat> yeah. so there's a you know like there's, there's just people that they can they can do that they can tap into one world and go into another. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Premiere. Damn. Uh, Alchemist. Yeah. Evidence oh, Beats. <laughs> Yo, that's... Evidence? <laughs> Holy shit. You're not lying. That whole Secrets and Escapes. Yeah. Your brother Stupid. Ali is, is wild. From uh, Jenner Mind Tricks. Uh, it's, it's been a minute because like, when I used to be like rap and like boom bad stuff, I, I knew everybody by heart. Like, I knew all like main stores, all these producers, but now that I do like different types of music, it's hard for me to do, to remember everybody's name yeah. and stuff like that. But there's a lot, dude. There's so many, there's so many people. I can't tell you one style. I like Dilla, but I feel like for me, Dilla's too chill. I'm very, like, upbeat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, or there's times where you, you want to be a little more, yeah. um, uh, not hyperactive, but you want to be a little more, things to be a little more tense sometimes. It calls yeah. for that. Uh, a little more motivational, a little more fa- a faster pace. I respect his creativity, though. I, the guy was definitely... Oh, he's capable of doing is is nuts. I, and I think yeah. Questlove does the best... Questlove does the best job as to describe why Dilla is... What people say he is, or you know, why yeah. people hold him so in such in such high regard. Architect, yeah. he's, he's like he's a, he's an organizer and an architect, and he has like so many classics under his belt. But yeah. people don't, you know, when I started listening to it again, Souls of Mischief, mm. bro. Yeah. And I, yeah. I would listen to them, and I listen to Farsa, and I love New York, but I would listen to Cali in that era, like that golden era, and I was like, man. These guys have flavor. They're around nature. Like they're just, you know. And I and and even with with the East Coast and all that stuff, I I have a lot of love. I have there's like a balance to it. Everything needs to be different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm glad that shit was different back then, and it's almost the same now. You know what I'm saying? Like with a new type of hip hop that you hear. Like you have Mew Era, and then you have TDE, and there's yeah. two different 
you know, or they you have ASAP, and you have, you know, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of different shit going around, you know. Even with um, XX and fucking um, what's his other guy, um, Denzel Curry. Okay. And motherfuckers are raw, dog. Yeah, I haven't gotten too into too much. Denzel Curry shit. No, I mean yeah, I, I mean with it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got too much into the uh, Denzel Curry. I might have heard one or two songs. Um, the the Triple X, uh, Tentacion. I really didn't get into a lot of. And I'm and not that I say it's whack. It's just it, it wasn't. It didn't speak to me. Like the few instances yeah. where I heard them, it didn't speak to me. Um, but I going back to the the West Coast and having that <clears throat> having that effect that early on, I fi- I found myself in a place where I was. Most of my shit was all boom bap, East Coast. And if it was from the West Coast, it had to sound like East Coast. I know early on you mentioned um, uh, West Side Connection, and I wasn't a fan of them. Um, and what, I, what I've what i realized throughout the last couple years, the last five, ten years of just being a, a listening to the music that was coming out, um, I started realizing that as the South started to hold its, you know, or put its hold on hip-hop, That's true. that the West Coast to me was very similar. I was finding stuff from the West Coast that was very reminiscent to the early 90s uh, East Coast stuff. Yeah. Like Krishan, um, Blue, Blue in Exile. I love so, Blue. So I'm listening to this and I was like, and I found myself in a place and then the crazy thing, the crazy di- dynamic about this music is that New York, a place that, I won't, uh, that started it and had its identity, um, right around that same time where I started gravi- gravitating towards the West Coast, New York's identity had changed. Now they were doing what the down south, oh. down south was doing. So would you look at that? It's, it's wild, and this is coming from a place where when I used to visit, I was living down here. When when I moved down here, I first heard about Two Life Crew. Yeah, <clears throat> this was '87. So by the time that '90s rolled around, and I was visiting family in New York, and I would tell them about, you know, um, as nasty as they want to be or whatever. They're like, yo, what is that? They're, yeah. they're looking at me like, yo, you're crazy. Like, what is that? What yeah. are you talking? We've never heard of nothing like that before. Or they don't play that up here. They did it. They really did it. But now it's funny how it goes back around. Yeah. It goes back around, and now they're they they're kind of adapted. All the young cats coming out of New York, they've adapted this um this sound that's primarily southern. Yeah. And then I found myself in a place where I'm like, I'm really appreciating the West Coast stuff now. Hey, I I feel like there's that there's the southern vibe, but I feel like people always go back to the roots mm. in one way or shape or form but it's like we all have to do our extended research yeah. to find that you know what I'm saying mm. even Nas like he'll do like a trap beat or some shit and that's totally out of his element mm-hmm. but it's like it all depends on what fits for the criteria yeah yeah MG uh, not MGK UGK uh, 3-6 Mafia Outkast you know the whole dungeon family. Like, yeah. Well, uh, you know Scarface. Scarface is is an amazing yeah, yeah, artist no, and musician. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the we like the whole United States has created so many dope fucking artists that it's like it'll, it'll fucking blow your mind. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of people that are just they're so fucking talented. Yeah. Mac Miller, dog. He wasn't just a fucking rapper. He he can play instruments, drums. I didn't even know that shit. I went on YouTube and I saw him, you know, messing with the drums and the bass, and I was like, I was like, damn, it's not just about writing yeah. anymore. Though. It can be because it goes back to what we discussed earlier. It can't be just about writing because the technology is there for it to to simplify it. Mm-hmm. So you just can't bring that to the table. 
mm-hmm. and especially if it makes it so easy for you to get behind you know the boards or the keys on something and kind of work your own you know create your own production it's going to only help if you learn at least basic chord progression or whatnot that's that it'll show it or reflect yeah yeah that's yeah. that true yeah, yeah. r.i.p mac miller um what do you got coming you, you've been hearing people in 2020 with some singles some singles uh most recently high noon um, before that it was was it Unearth before that or Twitter France? No, it was Colin. Colin. Twitter France. Unearth. Twitter France and Unearth. And then uh, feel something now. Got you. Okay. What, what 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 can we expect? Is this something where you're just, you know I'm releasing singles for now, but I have an album that's done. Ah. Completely done. We're just getting the publishing and everything out the way. And uh, once we release that, there's gonna be something tied to the album that's gonna help people out therapeutically. Really? Yes. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so it's something that when people buy the album, they'll be able to scan something and then... Well, not buy the album. They'll buy a product and then they'll be able to scan it and then they'll be able to hear like the music and stuff like that and it'll be cross... Everything's oh, cross Ill. That's yeah. ill. A lot of times I've had conversations with uh with the good homie Magnum Mo and uh, he, we, you know, he was the first one of the first people that put me on to music is healing and the, the healing sounds yeah. of music and, and uh, yeah, so that's... It's dope to hear you say yeah. that that's something you're incorporating yeah, into it's, it's it. That and the art. Nice. Uh, everything is going to be intertwined. So you'll be able to cross-reference the music and also the art that I do. And yeah. you also might learn a little bit of what I do, like my style, whatnot. Mm. I might even teach you to be an artist or to do something else, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it's really about just opening up people's, like, you know perceptions on things and yeah. stuff you know that's dope yeah so album dropping I think this month I can't say you know we're gonna get the ducks in line you know yeah, December you know? December might bring something December maybe. who knows I, you know what I'm saying yeah. you guys like get the exclusive right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that means you guys gotta make sure you go and follow Rock soul, mm-hmm. and, and and keep it and keep in touch with what's going on. I mean, he said, you know, we're early December right here, mm-hmm. and uh, and you might get something that that's worth that might just wrap up the year and make things a little bit brighter, man. There's a very few things that we've encountered in in this 2020 that that kind of like we could hang our hat on and be like, yo, I'm glad that happened. There's very mm-hmm. few few things have have popped off. Yeah, and uh, th- this might be one of those things, man. This yeah. might be one of those things. It's been a crazy roller coaster, guys. But look, we made it. You know, the Jumanji level, level twenty-eight or something. I don't know yes. what it is. <laughs> yes, yes. We've unlocked that achievement for sure. Oh yeah. The one achievement we still have yet to unlock is the eats portion. Oh. Man. Y'all know what it is? It's Bruce Beast and Eats. I got Rock Soul. I am Ohead Ed. Y'all stay tuned. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, we have reached the Eats portion. This is the portion of the podcast where we get to know our guests' food taste, uh, what they like to eat, um, where you can find it, if they cook themselves, are they a sweets person, um, sometimes what they don't like to eat. There's been a couple times where I've had guests where they're like, pick your shit, mm. you know, by their own right, and, and, and their list of what they didn't like to eat was longer than what they did like to eat. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so we could always go that direction too. But nonetheless, this is about you, Rock Soul. 
Rock Soul, that go-to dish, the one you can't live without. Churrasco. Churrasco. All day, every day. All right. With some All right. Jerry on top. Okay. You got a little sprinkle. You got a little, <laughs> yeah. little smidge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little crazy. Yeah. Picanha. What else? See, funny picanha. You mentioned picanha. I haven't had it. No, I think I did have it one time at one of the uh, Brazilian steakhouses. You probably have had it throughout your life. You just didn't notice it because of how yeah. it was cut. Got you. Okay. Um, I, I was the same way because I'm a Cuban and I, when I started working at this other job it was a meat market mm. they're like yeah you, you make picanha before I go are you guys sure it's like yeah you had it it was just part of the way it was cut mm. um, hanger steak uh, sushi okay okay pasta, what, uh, yeah. with sushi what do you usually go with uh, uh, the yummy roll the angel roll something very like tasty that's some, some uh, you know cooked you know I like, okay I like cooked and my meat is uh, medium rare. Yeah. I used to do well done, and then I started realizing that, that was a sin. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that was a sin in the in the black and Hispanic community. I'm sorry, guys. So now I'm doing it medium rare. Wait, really? You encountered that in the Hispanic community? Because yeah. coming, coming from a Dominican background, you like, guys think it well done? Yo, them people don't play around. If it's not, if it's red, it's not cooked. Really? Yeah. Hold on. What yeah. about you? What's your take on it? That's the same thing they used to say growing up. We're cousins, so we grew up kind of the same. Okay. Yeah. So this is the thing then. Yeah. Now, is it because of like the way cooking is now that people like, every, every everybody likes eating it raw? The reason why I started doing it is my fiance likes to eat it medium well. So I was like, let me try it out. And I was like, you know what? It is a little bit more flavorful. Um, sometimes it's not easy to chew. Mm-hmm. But there is a little bit more flavor. When it's fully cooked... You, you are missing out on a little bit of flavor, guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and it's funny because I found myself in a similar place. I haven't gone as bold as medium rare. I kind of float in the medium, medium well area, mostly medium well. Mm. And and what brought me to that point was that um, I started hearing about all the carcinogens. Yeah, bacteria that can get and in it. Yeah, you want to cook it to a grilling, You're grilling a steak and you constantly have it under these flames, and then, yeah. so that the longer it's just more carcinogens going into yeah. it. So I was like, all right, I'll back off. I'll go medium well, um, and that's right. But I've I've never been bold. And I found my I find myself in situations where yeah. like yo, you come up across a medium steak. Sorry, it's I not misspoke. Bad. Medium yeah. well, not okay. medium rare. All right, I got you. Okay, medium yeah. well because gotcha. it's, it's at least juicy, but it's still cooked to a certain extent. Correct. Now Correct. the people that eat like rare, rare, like they cook it, it's just like the outer crust, and the yeah. rest of it, it's just like, wait a minute, I don't know what the. No. That is like. I That's don't know bold. what to tell them. That's bold. You know what I'm You'll saying? take your sushi rare. No, because you like your sushi cooked too. So you mess with like, like a tempura. Shrimp. Yeah, like tempura, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something okay. like that. What else? Okay. Like, there's like, uh, for Do you dessert? fuck with cream cheese in the sushi too? Like you're cool with yeah, the cream cheese in yeah, there? Yeah, okay. I, I feel like I am a little bit lactose intolerant, so I don't drink milk too much. Yeah. But, I mean, I do because I'm Cuban, so I have cafe con leche all the time. Mm. But I don't drink cafe con leche all the time. I drink it like once every other day. Got you, got you. Because I already know my stomach. At this age, your stomach is like, nah, dog. You it doesn't agree it. with everything. You ain't going to do it like how you did when you were a kid. Yeah. Trying to get ready to school. No. <laughs> it's, you start learning about yourself. It, yeah. it teaches you things for sure. Yeah. Speaking of, as a kid, uh, what was uh, some of the staple dishes you had coming up, growing up? Oh, like chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. Um, uh, how you say... Uh, the breaded chicken or breaded empa- steak. Eh, empa- empanizado. Sorry, yeah. my Spanish is like trash. No, that's cool. We, uh, we translate here. Uh, picadillo. Okay. Yeah. Um, breakfast of Espanco Matiquilla, Café con Leche, yeah. stuff like that. Um, damn, there's so much. So much. Uh, the shredded cow. Uh, eh, ropa vieja. That. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so so typical Cuban staples. Yeah, I started eating ceviche like two or three years ago. Okay. So I used to be a very picky eater as well. It was chicken tenders and pizza and baseball, you know, growing up. And yeah, shit. yeah. And then when I grew up, like when I went to college, it was like, you know, sushi, salads, all the other stuff. I, I wouldn't even eat vegetables. Really? That, was, that was not part of the plan? No vegetables, no salads, nothing. Now I eat salads because it's like... It's different, you know. Yeah, it's like it's a lot lighter. Yeah. Uh, what uh, college, man? What were you whipping up in the kitchen in college? Nothing. I, I started cooking now. You started cooking now. Yeah. What? So, but, but so college, you weren't like the the, the go to pizza, chicken, tenders, hot pockets. Okay. Yeah. I was trash, dog. Yeah. The, Ramen noodles. Everybody knows me for hot pockets, pizza. You want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You want ham sandwich, dog? Yeah. You want macaroni and cheese? I'm, I'm very simple, very yeah. very simple, dog. But then you know you grow up and you fucking you got a fucking air fryer and then you, Bro, you, you, you shout shouts to the air fryers and you're on top I'll of the world. Air fryer, air fryer. You put the bacon on that shit. Really? You put the steak seasoning with the sauce. You make sure everything. I say, you put that shit the bacon oh, there. That is dope. I did not know that. The that little, might be the, the little the, guy yeah. right there. Yeah, I got one at the crib um, recently. Uh, shouts to um, Dre uh, from Human Sushi. Recently, okay. he put me on to the fact that you can make French toast in an air fryer, and I was like, I didn't think about that. So this is this is dope. I'm adding to my my uh, my re- my cookbook of things that I made meatballs, shrimp. <clears throat> Uh, uh, chicken tenderloins, um, picanha, churrasco, hanger steak, um, uh, pork, pork tenderloins, um, chicken wings. You can fucking make yeah, chicken yeah, wings. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's classic right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The fries, you can have two layers. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know I sound like a fat ass right now, but I don't give a damn <laughs> at this moment. Listen, guys, that's the air fryer. <laughs> that just goes to show you how many miles he put on that air fryer. It's, it's, it yeah. does everything. I think it's only been a month, and that's just got mad food in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's done its due diligence. You got your money's worth out of it, at least. Oh, yeah. yeah and, I mean, surpassed it. Surpassed it. I don't know you guys can tell. I got a freezer over there. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Cold storage. Yep. Yo. Yo. Stays equipped. Stays equipped. Um... Favorite spot to get a, a churraco if you're not making it yourself. Latin America on 107th Avenue. Okay, shouts to Latin America. Cut the check. Uh, 107th <laughs> Avenue. Um, <laughs> boom. Yo, what, what do you throw on the side? You arroz con bichuela. Plantain, maduros, and arroz. Uh, just, just simple rice, like white rice. White sweet. rice and maduros. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm a very simple guy, guys. Yeah. I'm pretty basic, but I love it. It's so fucking delicious. And that one right there, the one right there I was telling you about, 107th, yeah. it's cheap. So mm. it's like $13, $14 baby churrasco, and it tastes fucking delicious. It's almost better than when you go to the fancy restaurants, you're paying 30 40 bucks for one. Mm. Not yeah. even close. Yeah. Those are the gems. Those are the gems where it's like, there's no reason why you can't have it on a budget. It, there's options You go to Texas there. and Brazil, you're like, um, it's all right. <laughs> no offense. Shout out to yeah. Texas them. Yeah, well, they ain't cut the check either, so. <laughs> we good. good. That's fine. That's fine. Um... What's what's the breakfast look like? Something uh, you you enjoy early morning? Banco Mantequilla, Cafe con Leche. That's right, you did mention ba- that. Uh, the, remember where? Well, not remember, but I, when I used to work like at factory jobs or like t-shirt companies, like I, I would order like the it would come it would be like the scrambled eggs with the bacon yeah. and the tostado yeah. and a little and fucking, the coffee. And a coffee. That was it. That was my like straight <laughs> yeah. up. It's simple like that. Dog. Oh, Some shit like shit. that. Uh, I love IHOP. I hop pancakes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, Denny's people, but I hop pancakes, 
all day. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I hear <laughs> What else besides breakfast? Um, French toast? No, no. French sticks. Little French, French sticks. French toast sticks. Yeah. 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 I love the fucking... Also college cuisine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the croissant sandwiches with egg and... and um, ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、
Yeah. Organic Kings, y'all got the sauce. That's it, yeah. It's official. Yeah. That's it, Rockstone said so. It's official. What's up with desserts? Do you fuck with desserts at all? Cheesecake all Cheesecake, day. that's what it is? Cheesecake all day, ice cream all day. I don't give a damn. Ice cream's amazing. But it fucks up my stomach, guys. Yeah. So, so dessert. Oh, um, flan. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna do uh, tostada y mantequilla with coffee in the morning, the flan is not too far behind at the end and of the it's, day. It's, it, and it'll get you. It'll yeah. hit you. Because mm-hmm. you'll be like, man, I ate some fire-ass food, but then your stomach's like... There's still room. Yeah. There's still room for flying. It's all right. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't play yourself. Mm-hmm. You might think you're full, but there's still a serving. There's still a little something. Yeah. If every New Year's or Thanksgiving or something, you're like, I had too much, and then the flan comes rolling out of nowhere. Yeah. From left field, Abuelita made it for you. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's got that nice cheesy caramel thing on it, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to make some room. And then, yeah, and then you start telling yourself, well, Abuelita, Abuelita made it. No, yeah, no, she'd be offended if we didn't eat it. You know you're eating good when you're like half asleep, and then you slightly <laughs> wake up for the flan intro, and then you're like, I'm probably gonna knock out on the couch somewhere, but that's okay. I'm pretty sure someone will drive me home. Yeah, that's yeah. how good it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as long as y'all both don't fall asleep on the way home, oh, you're yeah. like, yo, no, hey, listen, you're the designated driver. Stay away from the that's flan. That's it. That's it. Yeah, stay <laughs> away from the, from the sweets. Box it up. Box it up. Take it with you. But make sure you get home safe first. Exactly. Oh shit. Dope. Dope. Rock soul, man. Um, yeah, we got a lot in. A lot. We got we got the no rock soul, the the art, the music. Uh, we got your thoughts on the beers. You, you tried each one. You gave us your thoughts. You ranked them for us one through four. We talk music, man. Talk production. Um, uh, oh shit! We talked that there might be a project that uh, people uh, might be getting blessed with before uh, they know it. Amazing! That's what it is. Sooner than sooner, and uh, and not only that, it provides entertainment and also healing through that's the right. music. That's that's, right. that's a beautiful thing. And uh, and we got to know your taste when it comes to food, man. Uh, it's you've got you, you've gone from uh, you, you journeyed from early on Cuban food, uh, being the, the 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 staple, and then college and you know bringing you into a world of uh, hot pockets and uh, oh, yeah. and then you graduated into a an air fryer, which yeah. now you're 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 putting everything through it, which I applaud, I recommend, I commend people that do that. Yeah. There's some people that are shit on air fryers. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know they insist that they're not you know they're not worth their weight, but uh, yeah, man, air fryer yeah. gang. <laughs> it's the job done. Yo, oh, I was supposed to say at the beginning of this segment that this segment was brought to you by WVCC Scythe Life Radio, uh, Twitch two nights a week, nine to twelve, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Get down, uh, get involved on the Twitch app. H two O does a hell of a job hosting the show. He has uh, guests all the time. Um, shouts to H on the road to recovery, but I have a feeling, like I said, he'll be in full form when it comes to December 13th, so mm. he can represent Kendall. He's got Kendall on his back, he's bringing his people with him, and uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be 20 songs from Kendall, 20 songs from Hialeah, and uh, their perspective uh, curators are going to go back and forth, versus style. Um, myself, Renee, and Dre are just going to... I don't know. Make, do commentary. We're gonna kind of like try to intro. <laughs> We're gonna try to intro the best we can. Throw it to them, and then maybe hit you a little halftime, like NBA on TNT, which makes me wonder if I am Charles Barkley or Ernie Johnson. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. Uh, oh, wait a minute, no, because I, I would, I would say who's Shaq? That's what I want to know. I would say Dre because he's got the rings. Okay. So, and then I would say I'd be Barkley in a sense, and no, but wait a minute, I might be the professional, so I might have to be Ernie, and then we'll get Renee Barkley. I don't know. Y'all hit me up and tell me what y'all think. Um, again, there it is. Bruce Beast of Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Rock Soul, for taking the time, sitting down, and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. Spotify, Google, Apple, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Anchor, the Anchor app, for sure, for sure, amongst others. The YouTube is live. Audio every week. Video once a month. Um... Yo, while you're there, subscribe, hit the bell, do do all that, do all that you're supposed to do when you get there. Um, comment, let me know what's good. Um, yeah, man, couple more weeks and this year is over, and let's see what next year brings. But um, yeah, man, that's what it is. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Amazing. Peace. <laughs>